Dave? There's my guy. Yes. Talk to me. Great Thanks to see you. Much. Great Thank to see you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, oh, I'm good. Man. I had. I just am fiddling with little mics, so, but the mics I've got cut the sound, so I'm just. I'm just rolling with the iPhone mics. I know that's cool. Mate, I love that, and I love your plants in the background as well, dude. Do you, do you like my 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 tree? That is beautiful. That's Mate. very beautiful. I painted it myself. I'm not just a pretty face. We get. Did you actually paint that yourself? That's fantastic. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me, you know, because we quite often have these uh, creative pursuits. You know, that's probably what we're going to be talking about today. How it's that same neurochemical that does motivation that does our creative pursuits as well and also a little bit too much can lead to even things like madness so yeah it's a lot of interesting stuff in there but hey we're all a little bit um creative inside aren't we? we're all a bit creative inside and we love that so hey i love that dude I, I love i love sometimes when i go into creative cuckoo mode it just gets yeah. me going it just gets my producers phone let's talk about this so obviously Dr. English, you know for well what I do. I coach kids, confidence, motivation, inspiration. What we want to do today, we really want to discuss the, is there a hormone behind confidence? And also, what is the psychology behind celebration? Before we do that, what I'd love to do yes. is give you some flowers, bro, because I've seen your work. The way you deliver your videos on Instagram is absolutely insane. It's, it's absolutely amazing. You are a medical doctor. You're also a high performance coach. And what you're doing right now is, is helping compassionate entrepreneurs, you know, find their purpose, right? And I think that's so inspiring because when I first started my journey of entrepreneurship, I felt lost. I felt alone. I felt scared. I, I felt like I wanted to give up hundreds of times. So there need to be people like you, bro. So um, give yourself a little bit of, a, of an introduction if that's okay. Thank you guys. Wow, it's such a pleasure to be here and it's just great. I can see a few people like Dudes Core and Anna Trader and Bansu. I see you guys, I see every one of you. Yeah, I'm just going to resonate straight with what Dale says. And I have a phrase which is, you know, when you get your calling, whatever that is, whether that's a calling to be a full-time parent, whether it's to start a business, it doesn't matter what it is. You must let your desire for contribution overwhelm the need for acceptance. And this is, this is this sort of key theme that goes through that when you really come out there and you say, I want to help people, there will be your parents, your friends, your social circle that will judge you. And they'll say, Dale, you can't do that. Are you crazy? What about security? What about your job? What about your family? What about all these things? But something deep inside lets the desire for you to contribute overwhelm that need for acceptance. And that that's really actually the basis of our whole discussion today. We talk about how we have instincts and our biology is hardwired as it has been for thousands of years, but we can learn to overcome that. Um, yeah, just a, a very small amount about me. Yeah, I, I help compassionate entrepreneurs serve from their highest potential by helping them create time, basically. And we do that so they don't have to sacrifice their freedom. And... Yeah, I'm still working as a doctor. I got into something called lifestyle medicine, which is something that sits at the core of my heart. I, I went and trained um, Dr. Chatterjee. You guys may have heard of him. He's got a very uh, famous podcast called Feel Better Live More. I went and trained in one of his courses. That was a bit of a turning point for me. And then, and then I went and trained with um, Brendan Bouchard as well uh, from the High Performance Institute. And that's led me now to, to pursuing the business and uh, helping these these people like yourself, Dale, who are really focused on, on serving others. 
Mm, that's amazing. And, and how important is it to create time? Because for me, time is the real currency in, in my eyes. I think that's really cool as well, what, you, what you've touched on just there in regard to, you know, the, 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 psych, the psychology and the fact that what I heard was understanding our own ego in that in that sentiment you shared i mean i don't want to i don't want to butcher it can you share that again that that quote you said absolutely yeah let your desire for contribution overwhelm the need for acceptance oh, so that's going to be seeking internal validation and um, for the greater good as opposed to external validation through fear correct correct and let's, let's not forget, you know, we, we will talk about our biology today and something I'm deeply fascinated by is our evolutionary health. I know mm. many people are. Uh, you know, we, the reason why we're here today is because of a molecule that we're going to discuss and it's called dopamine. Now, dopamine is the molecule of more. It's a molecule that anticipates a reward. It is the only neurochemical released in our brain that is purely based on the future. So why is this so important for our evolution? Well, when we were living in tribes, uh, or even before we lived in tribes, we had to think in the future, we had to plan, we had to be intentional to hunt, to work together. And it was dopamine that allowed that whole process to happen. So we're, we're literally here because of, of dopamine. And dopamine is, is really wired in for our survival. Now, let me link this back to this quote. So the quote, sit, sitting within that, we learned from a very, uh, you know, thousands of years ago that if we were to do anything outside of what the tribe considered to be normal, then that could hurt us. That could leave us prone to attack. And therefore, our biology reacts by making us basically inflamed. And that, that's why we will so often choose to go with the crowd as opposed to do something that challenges the status quo. Mm. So part of what I love doing is, is bringing the science to, to sort of everyday personal growth. And I just want to let anyone know, you know, if you've got an idea, if you're trying to help someone, trying to do something interesting, and you're feeling that fear, that, that is normal. That's completely part of our natural instincts. And that's the time to give yourself that compassion and say, this, this is natural. Mm. And then to ignore it and move forward and take action moving forward because that is the most liberating thing you can do. Amazing. Dude, that's, that's, you're singing from my hymn sheet. What I want to do is get all this information and, and really do it down for me and yeah. do it just for, for so five years, five years. And what from my understanding is that the old caveman or cavewoman brain is telling us, like you said, to please the elders, to please the troop. And because anything outside of that, we could, we could get kicked out of the troop, kicked out of the cave. And Correct. then we'll have to fend against us for ourselves, against the environment, against saber-toothed tigers, against giant snakes. Um, not having the knowledge from the elders to, to not eat that certain berry, eat that yes. exactly the same. Um, and we could die. So effectively... Um, if, we, if I was to really blunt and down the conversation, effectively, we, we show up our old primal brain is making us in, otherwise we'll die, effectively. Correct, so, correct. Ignore it. Correct. I think to dumb this down, I, I will say something really super simple, but, you know, it's so it's not common practice. And that's that 
no emotion is either good or bad. It is only our thinking that makes us so, right? Oh, thank you. And emotions are automatic. So sometimes we feel these things and that's, that's normal to feel that, but the feeling we attach to that is what we can learn to train. And that, you know, I'm going through the same thing. My, my son, I have a son, he's four. We have all these same challenges. You know, I'm sitting in the trenches every day. If any mums and dads watching this, you know, I'm there. I've got a, a five month old as well. And it's not easy to train people in how to manage their emotions, but goodness me, it is so worth it because whether you're five or 35, we can all do with improving the skill of managing our emotions. Yeah, I, I completely agree because effectively when, when we, if we do not have an awareness of the way that we are emotional, and I love what you said, it's not negative or positive, it's just a, a piece of information that we're getting from our environment that something's not quite right. So our, our psychology, our behaviour, our physiology, sorry, is, is reacting in this way. Um, I, th I, think, I think that was absolutely crucial that, that you said that just there. So let's, let's dig a little bit deeper. I really, I really want to find out more information about this because I, I was genuinely excited when I first saw you at the event, where was it, the EMC, I said, yeah. I, was just, I, just, I was just swept off my feet. We were having lunch together. I was like, who is this man? This is just <laughs> all of my own knowledge on, onto, onto thou. <laughs> uh, I felt that way too, Dale. You know, I was, I was noticing how, how just charismatic you were basically and I, yeah I completely vibe with you on that I think we're very much on the same page yeah we want to talk about celebration and this is something that you know so I work I work as a coach I work as a doctor you know I, I get the chance to work with such an amazing range of people everyone from your you know your well-established entrepreneurs with with multi-million pound businesses to people who are just starting their business as well mm -hmm. and also of course in medicine you see a huge range of people yeah, I'd say the number one problem that people have, like full stop, I'm not even going to specify the kind of type of problem, the number one problem I think most of us suffer with is self-judgment. And, you know, hands up, just drop us something in the chat if you suffer, if you suffer with judging yourself. You know, I do. I'm not, I can be completely honest, we all do, right? You can not do that. And that's a natural instinct that keeps us safe. So let me explain why celebration is so incredibly important. And this has come from research. Right now we're on Instagram, guys. The guy who trained, the guy who made Instagram is called Dr. BJ Fogg, Professor BJ Fogg. He ran a behavioral science class at Stanford University. And he trained the guys who are making the app we're on right now. And he really spoke about the importance of celebration to wire in a behavior. So when we do something that we want to do more of, this molecule dopamine is absolutely essential. And dopamine comes from that anticipation of a reward. Therefore, when we celebrate, we release more of that dopamine, it wires in that habit. It lets our body know this is the right thing for us to do. And also in that moment when we're celebrating, we are not judging ourselves, which is just a win-win-win. It's a fantastic situation. Uh, yeah. Well, that, this is this is really really interesting because this is this probably defines behaviour in its entirety. If if we if we look at um, this is going to sound really really horrible, but youths on the street and if if um, one smaller boy that wants to get in with the in crowd, the group of the the kids that hang around on, on the street or whatever, they, he does something silly or does something that's funny, which is could be the detriment of the community. 
the other boys all laugh and and find that hilarious and that is in in turn a, a celebration which will call, obviously you've got what you've just said produce dopamine which will reinforce that for the future behaviors as it goes um, which is which is more important or which which has the greater effect the self celebration or celebration from people we're trying to impress Oh, that's a fantastic one. Look, I, I think we all know the immense... Okay, if I was going to say how you engage with any habit, like the two most powerful things for any habit is social group. Yeah. So, you know, if you want to become better at um, running, you know, you join a running club, you're going to get be forced through that social pressure and environment. You know, what you actually see around you. If your running shoes are by the door, if um, you, you've made sure that you're listening to things every day about running, these, these two things are very, very powerful. So yeah, I think the self-celebration is amazingly important simply because we spend the most amount of time with ourselves. I do think that. However, you know, if you want to stick with a habit, social group is, is huge. And this is why positive peer group, this is why having a group of people around you um, that are, you know, cheering you on, that are celebrating you. You know, I make it a point, right? I've mentioned about creators, people who are trying to serve, trying to do good. I make it a point that if I see people putting work out there, I, I celebrate them. Mm. Because I know even just to write one quote on Instagram, it take, you have to overcome that kind of judgment of what people think, is it going to be okay? So yeah, celebration is, is, is very, very important. Let me talk about one other psychological theory, which, which is really, really important to understand why celebrating people and why positivity is so important in, in growth, in personal growth, in habits. And it's by this scientist called Barbara Friedrichsen. And she's one of the kind of four, she's one of the pioneers of positive psychology. And it's called the broaden and build theory. Okay, so we kind of have, if you like to think of it as sort of two modes in our nervous system. One is a focus, okay? We kind of narrow everything down. We literally can't see as much. We focus, we're hunting. Sympathetic nervous system, that's called, right? But then we want another system is where we think a bit more broadly, hence this broaden and build theory. So when you celebrate, you're eliciting loads of positive emotions. And as a result, you're going to be able to be better at problem solving make faster decisions, be more intuitive, and it's building your body's resources to cope with the challenges that are gonna come later. Because you know what they say, right? People who have amazing successes, it's not that they didn't have any challenges, it's that they kept moving on through those challenges. So just to summarize, celebration is important because it will also open your minds and keep you resilient on the journey. Wow. I, I love this. By the way, people that have just joined us that are part of my audience, please, please check out Dr. Nish's Instagram because the way you talk on your videos is like you're talking now. <laughs> it's so articulate. And it's, yeah. you make, I love that. So in regard to celebration, then, we need to do that because it will positively re reinforce a future positive outcome. This is why it's important to have uh, a, a, a very positive peer group, as it were. Otherwise, otherwise, um, you know, disaster will happen. Let's say. Um, so, how how would you? I really want to dig into the confidence hormone because when I when I met you at EMC, yeah, yeah. I came back and I celebrated children when they did something really cool, like a physical feat. 
their psychology um, in regards to doing something that's scary and then they did it and I celebrate them and, and, and I go nuts and that some of them, some, some, not all of them, some of them think, that was a bit of a weirdo, why is it really <coughs> over? But what's it doing? <laughs> I've made sure that I've done that. Every single client I've had, no matter what age, from the lowest of four, the highest is 60, um, to, to make sure I do that every single time. Amazing. So, so I, I, the, the purpose of me doing that is because I just, just, I'm proud of them. And I Great. didn't really know that I was is boosting their future success. So as a parent, you've got your, um, an amazing new dad of a five-month-old. Yeah. And let's say, for example, your child is now a, a five-year-old. How would you... How would you boost up their dopamine for positivity in regard to celebration and confidence? What what sort of parenting things? And I'll kind of put you on the spot here. But yeah, no, no, this I... this is fantastic because you know actually I have a four and a half year old, and guys, my my son is is a huge reason as to why I've delved into all of this because my son, um, he he experiences and has experienced some some challenges with his development. And, you know, problems with his speech, eye contact, responsiveness. And I had to really delve deep into the mind and the brain to understand it. So, yeah, the kind of things. OK, the first thing is very important is first impressions count, guys. They really count. Our brain remembers things on two concepts based on primacy, i.e. the first time you see somebody and recency, the last thing you say, which is why. You know, even with my coaching clients, the first thing I say to them is high energy. It's always celebrating them, celebrating the wins. And the last thing is always doing the same thing. It's very important. We often don't remember Maya Angelou, fantastic quote. You know, I don't, you won't always remember what someone says, but you'll always remember how they made you feel. It's kind of a riff on that quote. So as soon as you see him, first thing in the morning is celebrating him for, oh, you slept well, well done, you slept in. I will usually notice some small things with that. If he comes home from school, if he's got a sticker, that's a vital time to celebrate the child. Um, and then, of course, at the end of the day. Now, the, the other really important thing to mention here is if you are tired, frustrated, you know, low in energy, burnt out, it's very hard to have the, um, yeah, to, to be thinking um, creatively enough to even notice these little things. Mm. And I, I fall into this trap. Everyone does, right? You're kind of focused on something else and you see the child maybe drop something on the floor and you're straight away drawn to, to that. You know, we need to set boundaries for them. We need to show them the way. But um, we also need to spend about five times as much time focusing on what they're doing right compared to what they're not doing right. Catch them when they're good. Catch them when they're good. And that requires, you know, the thing, the quote we said at the start, that requires for you to not really be in your own head so much and to be thinking about them. Mm. That's the hardest thing. Mm. You know, the more in our own heads we are, the less we're celebrating and being positive and, and caring for others. And, mm. um, you know, which is why kindness is a fantastic strategy for stress. Because in that moment, you're not actually thinking about your own problems. No. That's yeah. That's the thing, isn't it? Uh, there's a there's a really really awful technique for getting away from stress, and that's obviously compulsive eating or or eating. Because when you put that when you put that taste treat on your tongue, <laughs> instant 
the, the, the mechanism switches off. It's almost like you're activating the parasympathetic system. It's just like, ah, oh, can relax now. So you just swallow it. As soon as it's gone, guess what? The alertness goes. The, the sympathetic system is sparked up. So what do you do? Well, you have another one because that worked last time. Then you have another one. Then, then, <laughs> then you have... So it's a lot more effective if you were to offer kindness and be around a positive social group to help you um, not dismiss the stress. Because I, I, I always think that if I go through a really tough time, or I'm going through a tough time, a challenging time. I like to sit in it because I like to know. I like to get to know myself. Correct, correct. And I don't really like to miss that. And I think it's quite important to do that. However, when from from the, from the viewpoint of a parent or a coach or a, or a, a guardian, seeing the child go through that, it, it's it's giving them the verbal tools or maybe the practical tools of, of how to understand what's happening and how to move away from it if it's not so desirable. So kindness is a great one. I, I, I love that. That's, that's yes. really Kindness is our superpower, guys. You know, kindness, kindness and compassion is really what, you know, it's my niche, as, as it were. And kindness and compassion really is, I, I could get, that's a whole nother talk. We could spend a long time in that. But, you know, the ultimate message is when you are focusing on compassion or kindness, in that moment, remember we spoke about self-judgment, he put the hands up for that, we all do it. In that moment, you're not judging yourself because you're thinking about someone else and you're thinking about, you know, actually acting and doing something kind for that person. Giving somebody a compliment is a compassionate act because it's showing that you care about that person. Um, so yes, I think that is absolutely essential. And by the way, the five to one thing, I didn't just, this isn't a ratio I made up. This is from big pools of data. It, they've tested it in business. They've tested it in relationships, as in marriage relationships. And essentially it's because our mind is like, Teflon for positivity, non-stick, and Velcro for negativity. Okay, this this is why. But it makes perfect sense, though. For for, for goodness' sake, I I give the analogy to kids again. Okay, so you're in your you're in your cave down here. This is your cave, and there's the water in the hole to get all the the meat and the drink and stuff. And if you go this way, you, oh oh no, there's your troops been eaten by a savage tiger. You come back again this way. Oh, it's a giant snake. This way, it's a poison berries. But if you go this way, you've made you come home, month later you need to go back to the watering hole. Which route do you remember? Oh, the, the route to get there. Well, maybe, but if you make it, made a mistake um, and you were to go on to any other routes, what would happen? Well, we may die. Exactly. So the brain locks in, like you've said, the Velcro. Because that's going to help us survive and keep us on this planet as opposed to positive things, which is neither here or there, according to the brain. I mean, the brain is amazing. It's so great, but it's so dumb at the same time, <laughs> if we haven't trained it. It, it. The alarm systems go off um, depending on, on, on anything. So for example, it's like uh, y the smoke alarm. It's like a, it's like a smoke yes, alarm. Yes, it is, it is, yeah. Go off if you burn the toast. But it will also go off if there's a raging fire to the same intensity. You'd be like, oh, yeah. there's a raging fire, get out of the house. Ah! Yeah, but also, I love that. You burn the toast, you bloody idiot, get out of the house. Ah! <laughs> That's what I'm to do. Like, I expect the brain to react like that if we're in the middle of the M6 and we're running across the road or there's a bear chasing us, but not so much if we're putting a hand up in class scared of giving a right answer in case all the other peers laugh at us. Or the fact that we, for me, one of my, my massive fear, I didn't share this with you actually, Neelish, my massive fear was to release a book. Mm. Yeah. Uh, my massive fear, I'm not plugging, but to Amazing, release, amazing. Because I'm, 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 I hate the but I'm dyslexic. And 
I um, and I was very scared of judging. And do you know who the worst person is that was judging me? Amazing. I mean, guys, give give Dale some love because that is phenomenal. Like to write, you know, I was saying I, I have massive respect for anyone who's even putting quotes up on Instagram. But when you're writing a book, like that is part of your consciousness. It's there forever. You know, yeah. your grandchildren, their great grandchildren, people can access that and think, what was Dale thinking back then? It's a very, very special thing. And, um, you know, I pay you massive props for that. Um, you know, I'm celebrating you so you can write another one. <laughs> well, I, mean, I only told you because I want you to celebrate me and I want more dopamine. So I'm... <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, I love it. Now, I've got to ask you, I've got to ask you a question, yeah. Dale, because, you know, you, you, you've spoken so beautifully and, and I, thank, I very much appreciate you inviting me on. You were talking about, you know, how you celebrate the kids. What would you say is the main challenge or objection to you, you, you doing that? Because I think we've got to talk about the elephant in the room. We are, we are Brits and I'm here talking about, you know, positivity and people sometimes have called me a bit American, you know, for celebrating and doing the positivity thing. Um, so what do you think is the objection to it? Well, Again, this could be learned behaviours of peer groups, religion, culture, society over here in, in England and parents. It may be almost, I don't deserve it or get less, less I, don't need, I don't need that, cele cele that celebration. Um, yes. I, have, I have too much celebration because that's yeah. how And I do, I do this, I do, I've got this metre, this like metric stick for, for children. And I say to them, well, this is you. This is, this is somebody else, Billy, I don't know. So, Rachel, you could be really proud of the fact you had a really good kick and you, you scored a goal and you celebrated yourself and you went nuts. And you went, yeah, amazing. I'm so proud of you. So let's go. So this is like super not confident. This, so this is like, I don't know. I know oh, shy is the opposite of confidence, but super shy, let's say. And it goes at the start. So a little bit confident, getting there confident, neutral, confident, super confident, overconfident, arrogant, really narcissistic <laughs> let's say and i, I say as well your level is, is relative to you your level of confidence could be somebody else's level of arrogance yeah because they've got a different level to you and that's okay yes, yes. And that's that's okay now if, if if they if they do bring you down for celebrating your goal depending on how you celebrate it i believe if you do nothing but lift yourself that is pure if you lift yourself and say ah you're garbage you're rubbish and pull with us down that's that's probably not the right thing to do because you're you're not being kind you're hurting other people's feelings it's not very respectful in fact it's very insecure if you were to do that so if your celebration or your confidence regime was to boost you up and lift those with you because all ships rise in a tide don't they so if, as long as you boost the people up then it's pure and it works and it's beautiful. Well done to you. That's 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 great. And if somebody else sees that and says, "Oh my God, you're so arrogant. Oh my God, you're so you're so arrogant. Why are you, why are you doing that? Well, calm down, mate. You're not American or whatever." Yeah, that's their own insecurities reflecting. Because I'm not sure if if, if you're aware of this. It's kind of like a, a common conception in psychology. Perception is projection. Yeah. So project their insecurities out because. Yeah. And, and deep down, I think there's an, an inner child that wants to be like that, that wants yes. that complete, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for, completely stripped of any self-consciousness of celebration. Or yeah. That's what freedom. They want the freedom. You're right. 
I think that's so, so beautifully described. I think that's the biggest objection that we all have. And, you know, I think um, we all, deep down inside, we do want to be free to just be ourselves. And I think that, you know, again, it's that social pressure that stops us from doing that. So, yeah, I, I, I completely agree with you. It's such, a, such an important point. Well said. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you, mate. And I just wanted to speak to you as well, because, you know, I'm a confidence coach for kids. And one thing that I'm struggling with, so I need your help with this. Yeah. That I wouldn't say struggling with, but want to enhance what I'm doing. So I go in and I coach kids and it's very, hmm, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, subjective. It's not an exact science psychology. Um, <laughs> but what would be cool would be to help install a bit of security in a parent's mind to say, well, actually, the reason why we did this technique is because it increases confidence. Well, how do? Well, funny you should ask, because the dopamine, blah, 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 blah. So my question to you is, Buddy, if you, if you, if, if you managed to do any research in this area, would be a form of confidence boosting hormone. Is there a confidence hormone? <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> Sorry, my inner wolf has come out, Mr. Oh, I love it. We love it. Yes. Um, so oh, is there... I love drugs. <laughs> he wants to know as well, is there a confidence hormone and are there any best practices to increase it? And, yeah. So let's answer that really kind of clearly. So um, I wouldn't say, pers I wouldn't kind of just brand it dopamine as the confidence hormone okay however dopamine you know, if you think about confidence confidence gives you the ability to act so confidence is about when you're thinking about something in the future you're going to be happy and able to act and dopamine would certainly play a huge part of that anything in the future that you're you're that's going to drive your actions is dopamine related and you know, it's, I would use the word molecule because it is, if we're going to be pernickety, I'd say like more of a molecule or a neurochemical or, you know, you could say hormone if you want. But um, I like yeah, it. I think it is. And how, how would you activate it? Well, like we said, you, novelty, absolutely vital. Absolutely vital for brains is novelty, which is why, you know, so many kids are running around. A lot of things are new to them when they're young. So they're kind of running around in a real dopamine fix so they're just trying everything doing everything new um and the second is celebration novelty and celebration and if you can bring that frequently to your kids and yeah positive reinforcement that's that's going to do wonders for their confidence but never forget remember the five to one here as well right so we are going to say some negative things to our kids it's impossible not to we're going to help have to help them come into live in the real world as well um, and so, but when you do, just be mindful of that ratio. Um, so, celebrate, novelty, five to one. Uh, yeah, and, and when you said that as well, novelty, it would curiosity be the same thing? Yeah, abs absolutely. Absolutely. Curios curiosity is, is key for learning. Curiosity is definitely something that, you know, a lot of a lot of the, the the scientists that discovered amazing things in their life, they just had this thirst for knowledge, and they were very, if you like, dopamine driven. You know, they just had that insatiable thirst and need for, for knowledge. Yeah. So yes, I, I I would agree with that. Um, I, I I should I should point to one other important caveat, which is that you know, dopamine isn't only about this 
molecule of more, the anticipation of reward, celebration. It's not just about that. It also, interestingly enough, um, controls our actions. So remember, we're talking about future planning. It can also help us say, that's not such a good idea. It can help us strategize and do future plans. And the way it does this is by acting on a different area of the brain, which is why I wouldn't ever call dopamine like just a pure confidence hormone, because it depends where it, where it acts in the brain. Um, so yeah, when, when we're strategizing, we're saying actually that might not be such a good idea, we're planning, that's acting in the newest part of our brain, which is the prefrontal cortex. And that's the one that stops us from doing things that potentially could be uh, a bit detrimental, shall we say. So just to confuse everyone, and this is the way science is, guys, you know, this is the way it's like a hormone does one thing and it does another thing in another area. You know, this, you kind of learn to, uh, to embrace that and, and love it. But um, it's nuanced. And that's why we have these conversations, because, you know, it's not as simple as just this is the one thing you do and that's it. Um, I hope yeah. that... Helps. I, just, I just want to add a bit of clarity as well. I love the fact that it's a molecule. I'm going to use that as well. And there's not just one dopamine. It's just not the not the confidence producing hormone. It, it, it kind of it kind of adds to the development and secretion. Um, development of confidence. That's it. Exactly. I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So that's that's very helpful. Thank you very much, buddy. Appreciate that. <laughs> and with, with obviously the amount of research that you've done, you've, you're you know you're a medical trained doctor. Um, is there? Do you have, from your own perspective, do you have any uh, top tips for parents that have got? I'm going to say a four and a half year old or a five year old, because I've, I've been doing a lot of research recently where where from naught to one they they rely on senses for that for that nurture for that connection from parents that's really cuddly and everything like that from 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 the, the, the basically the improve phase from naught to seven you know the, the, where everything more happens apparently over 70 percent of what a child learns in that phase from the parents limiting negative and sabotaging oh, heartbreaking i don't like saying that to parents um so is, is there any is there anything that maybe what you've yeah. experienced what you research that can help parents um, help their child be more confident? Yes. Number one thing, and you know, here I'm always going to start with this, is give yourself self-compassion. Perfect. Because your child is very responsive to your energy. And so when you come through the door after work or when you've had a hard day and you're blaming yourself and you're negative without knowing it, they will be picking up on that. And I know that, you know, I know that nobody does this consciously. Nobody would, would consciously say anything negative themselves, blame themselves, etc. So it, it must start with, with you going on your personal growth journey. And this is why, you know, this is, by the way, I'm on this as well. Nobody is perfect. We all judge ourselves. The second thing um, to help with your kids' confidence and I, like I said, I'm in this, guys, right now. So I'm not going to claim that I get this perfect every time, okay? I really don't. But the second thing is beginnings. How The first impression, okay? What's the first thing you say to them first thing in the morning? I learned from an amazing um, parenting coach called Dr. Shafali. Guys, check her out. She's phenomenal. And she said, you know, try saying, I missed you. 
three words, I missed you every time you see your child straight away. You know how confident that makes a child when the child feels missed, even when they've just slept and they've got up or the child feels missed when they've been at nursery or at school and you say, I miss you, just three words. Very, very, very simple, very powerful technique. That's the second thing. Um, the third thing is, we've, we've mentioned it a lot of times, but I'm gonna say it again, is to do the celebration. Yeah. And it's the little moments that you celebrate that's gonna help them manage the challenges that will come in their, in their life. You know, we'd be lying to say that they are not gonna have challenges. Of mm. course they are, of course they are. And it's the celebration of those moments that gives them the confidence to think when something bad happens that their life isn't bad and actually it's mostly good and there are just some challenges that we all have. So self-compassion for yourself, your energy is contagious, the first impressions and, and the celebration. That's amazing. And do you think at what age can a parent be honest I've just got a scenario just here because every single parent's going to have this if they come in from work and have had a tough day. Congratulations on being a human and their child's there. Are you fully aware of the that brings in? You know when it's awkward in the room. Oh, ah, yes. Ah, yes. That, those two people, they've, uh, they've had a row or they've done other stuff and it's, you can just tense the, awkward, the awkwardness. So yes. Yeah. When they come in, what I'm trying to find is, is a way for the child to understand what the parent is going through because the child learns nothing new, they absorb everything. So how can, what, am I, what I'm getting to is, can a parent sit their child down and say, hey Jack, uh, dad's had a bit of a tough day today. This happened and it's made me feel a little bit sad, but I'm gonna do this to get away from it. So if I'm grumpy, I'm really sorry, but I will always, and I'm loving you will be non-stop forever or whatever is, is there yeah, any... that's you, that Dale that is I just made that don't, up you don't need that that is you just gave the the, the greatest lesson in self-compassion 101 I'm right. going to do the little kind of science-y yes please speak about it <laughs> that there's a professor in the states called Professor Kristen Neff she's a big inspiration to my work and she's a the pioneer of self-compassion and she has studied this and researched this very extensively and it's three core components, which Dale just beautifully demonstrated in that little story there. The first is a mindful awareness of how you feel, okay? You bring awareness to how you feel, you don't push it away. You say, oh, yeah, I have felt a bit angry or frustrated or upset or annoyed today. And you actually sit with that, just like you mentioned earlier, Dale, for a few minutes. Okay, so mindful awareness is the first point. The second point, this is super powerful, guys. This is super powerful, the second point, which is common humanity, which states that, yes, I feel a bit angry, upset, or annoyed, but I'm not the only one who feels angry, upset, or annoyed. We all do. It's common humanity. We all feel these emotions. When you explain that to your child, that, that, that the child no longer feels like, oh, I'm the only one who gets angry, or I'm the only one who does. That is everything, okay? And then the third piece, which again, Dale said, is self-kindness okay now there's a lot going around on social media about self-kindness okay self-kindness isn't just about doing what's good in the moment self-kindness about doing what's good from your best future self so that is when you know you ask yourself the question right now what do i need maybe i need to go for a walk maybe i need time in nature maybe i need just a bit of space and that 
that that's the difference between just you know um choosing a quick fix to choosing something that's going to be best for you in the future if you demonstrate those three things mindfulness common humanity self-kindness god you know i honestly i honestly, i do i feel this and like i say i don't do this all the time i love to read about this stuff i get this wrong but when you do that i think most most challenges that that is a very healthy mental and emotional space for anybody not just children for anybody dude that's so powerful that i, I love the way you've said that and i'm so I'm going to repurpose this. This is going to go on a podcast, by the way. Oh, sorry. I have to pick him up. Um, I've had a bad day as well. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel a bit... He doesn't like people walking past the house. He's so defensive. So <laughs> for you, those three things you've said just there are absolutely phenomenal. I, I really wish I had someone taking notes to write them down so I can refer to them like that because it's just, it just, it just absolutely baffles me. Um, so what was the first one? Self-compassion. Yeah. So this is the three components of self-compassion. So mindfulness or mindful awareness of how you feel sitting with it. Common humanity. We Com all feel, we all feel negative emotions. Every single one of us. This is a really, that's really important. Okay. And then the third bit is self-kindness is acting from your best self in the future. Yeah. Okay. Amazing, absolutely amazing. Oh my gosh, okay. I'm on a roller coaster ride. Um, well, I'm going to take this moment in time to ask if you have got anything you want to offer the audience, buddy. Have you got any, any programs that's going on? Do you have a book? Is there anything that you want to, you want to share at all? Oh, thank, thanks so much for asking. You know, I, I love, I honestly, it's such a joy just to come and speak about what I'm passionate. I think you guys can see how, how passionate I am and how I love to, to talk about compassion-centered high performance and personal growth. If you guys are interested to find out more, I'd recommend that you, you just go to my blog, which is just believeingrowth.uk. Just believeingrowth.uk. Um, I love putting videos out there every week. It's very much this. It's one take. I go just look at the camera and we just talk about personal growth and compassion and science. Um, I will have a, a program coming out in the new year. So you just stay, stay connected. I, I love to connect with people. And yeah, you know, if there's one message that I send to everybody is that everybody has compassion in their hearts and it's always worth it no matter how old you are, no matter where you've been, where you are, where you're going to to train yourself for that and believe in growth believe that you can just be a little bit better that's all that's amazing and, and megan's just putting the chat it's, here that's believe uh, no no believe in growth dot uk no code it's just believe in growth dot uk you'll find it through my instagram anyway if you can't type it yeah. in there it's, it's on everywhere where can people find you right now dude yeah so on my instagram at dr sakuru just dr sakuru or my website's drsakuru.com yeah, get in touch, guys. I'd love to hear from you. And do every time someone gets in touch, if you share what you're struggling with, what you find challenging, it just helps um, me learn a bit more and go deep in research. So please do that because it's always the best way to put content is based on people's challenges, right, Dale? So. And the last question, buddy, what I ask everybody is if there was one sentence that you could install in every single human being's head in the entire planet to serve the world, what would it be? Yeah, great question. And it's got to be my why, which is to believe in growth. 
believe in believe growth. in growth okay and uh, belief is the most important thing if you can believe that you can be better yeah that will that you'll be able to take the actions and move forward and, and keep going so believe in growth believe in growth dude it's been absolutely such a privilege and honor speaking with you buddy we've gone a little it was only supposed to be half an hour we've gone 15 minutes over so please forgive me i hope you can um and i'm gonna you re-listen to this and it's gonna help out my clients if there's been any coaches watching this i know it's definitely gonna help them if we've got any young clients and it's definitely 100 percent gonna help out so many parents so dude thank you for giving me your time as we're all aware dude your time is so precious it's the real currency so my friend i thank you so much for being here today it's been such a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dale. Take care of yourself. Have a powerful day, my friend. And this is the last one, by the way. You're not escaping. Just yet. <laughs> See you soon. Take care. Bye. Please, mate. Bye. Oh my word, how fantastic was Dr. Neelish. I love that guy so much. The confidence molecule. Absolutely amazing. Well, it's Christmas time, and what's going to happen is in January, I am hosting a brand new webinar to help teachers create their own confidence coaching consultancy. How cool is that? It's all free. Nice little Christmas gift. I want people, I want teachers, I want educators, I want coaches to to start 2022 with a bang, with a with a focus, with a meaning. And to do that, I've been receiving a lot of messages from a lot of teachers that are feeling a bit exhausted, a bit undervalued and uh, and overworked, frankly, and, and very underpaid. And they're just thinking, Dale, how do you do what you do? What, what What is it? How did you get into coaching kids? So I'm going to tell them exactly how to do that. And that's going to be held on the 12th, 7 o'clock of January. So feel free to sign up for that. If you're interested, just send me a DM on my Dale Vincent Coaching Instagram and I will get back to you immediately. We'll be talking about how to get kids to open up. We'll be talking about how to attract the ideal client. We'll also be talking about the exact things to say. I'm going to give you a script, the exact script to say to parents to onboard your clients. How cool is that? So if you're interested in that, that's going to be on the 12th of January at 7 o'clock. A free webinar should last about an hour. I'm looking forward to seeing you change your life. Let's begin 2020 solid with a perfect focus. In the meantime, everybody, have a wonderful Merry Christmas.